0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs And parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to RobShowCoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on a call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's RobShowCoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next work hard, play hard mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day to day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, church bells are ringing. Murgatroyd, how are you?
1: I am obsessed with the church bells, except on Sunday, so we moved into a new apartment. And we have this amazing terrace that overlooks the Duomo. If you follow us on social media, it's like I I bomb social media daily daily with four million uh, photos and videos of the Duomo. And on Sundays, we learned that basically church bells ring every fifteen minutes to remind you of who's important in this town. But that's not why we're here today.
0: We're not here today, but you stole my line. So since you stole my line, I'm gonna let you jump right into um, what we're talking about today.
1: So today we wanted to talk about our most recent experience that we hosted here. Uh, this time it was in Florence and the Amalfi Coast. Uh, we do experiences around the world called the Work Hard, Play Hard experience. In this case, it was our first high-performer event called the Platinum Event. Basically, we curate bucket list experiences for high performers and entrepreneurs. We force them to get out of the daily grind and into a, a place that really demands them to be present and inspiring and it allows them a new perspective. So we are gonna talk about our takeaways and things that we learned and that our group learned. kind of like you're a fly on the wall in our most recent experience with some really incredible high performers.
0: All right. So when we, you know, this was, a, this was our biggest, longest event ever. So we're gonna try and condense this as quickly as we can for the sake of the podcast, but it was uh, six days. Normally we do uh, three to four days, four days officially. Um, this one was six. So it was a bit longer. We did a couple of days in Florence and then we headed over to the Amalfi Coast where we did Amalfi, Positano and uh, uh, Capri, which I'm learning how to say Capri instead of Capri. Um, So where do you want to start?
1: So I think what we should start with is, you know, When you're taking high-level achievers, the kind that want to grind 24-7, scaling businesses, um, beginning the startup process of a new business that has the potential to have a ridiculous amount of zeros, it's really hard to pull these people out of their day-to-day grind and force them into a vacation. But we know better, and we know that when we do it, They get out of that day-to-day. They drop into being present and connected with their inner being, connected with the environment, connected with people that they don't know, possibly other entrepreneurs in other areas of expertise. And we know that they're gonna come out of this refreshed, re-excited, re-energized, inspired, and possibly have new ideas of how to solve problems or to accelerate their business. That's the whole goal, right? And so in this event, we did Florence and we did the Amalfi Coast. Why did we do these two? Well, we live in Florence and we felt really strongly about sharing something in the history of Florence. So if you've watched the Medici uh, mini series, I think it's on Netflix, that series is about the most powerful family in Florence in the Renaissance. The Renaissance was the rebirth after the Middle Ages. Without putting you to sleep with history, the Medici are the family that basically created the first mastermind. During this period of the Renaissance, so many things that you know, whether it's artists or inventions, some of the most famous pieces of artwork, the the Duomo of Florence has never been Uh, No one's ever created anything bigger than this. Um, And just the engineering feat alone, there were so many things that happened here or were invented here during that time period that moved society along at such a more rapid rate that we're still using today. And the reason is because they took people from all different industries, high performers from all different industries in the 1400s, put them together in villas and had them work shit out and had them collaborate. And that is essentially what you do in our experiences or in many masterminds. And they are the originators of that. So we wanted to bring our group into Florence to dip them into the energy here, which is amazing, introduce them to some of our incredible friends that we've met here that are also high performers that we felt like they could get a lot out of. And... um, share with them something called The Medici Effect, which is a book. You can look it up. And also basically what I just explained. So we had them uh, here first to kind of really lay into them uh, what it was like or how they need to build roots in their business and the importance of roots and legacy and all of the things that these Italian brands do so well. And then we took them to the Amalfi Coast where they had to learn another really important part of Italian life, dolce farniente, which means the sweetness of doing nothing. We learned in this process that Americans know, uh, Americans don't know when to stop working and sometimes Italians don't know when to start, but we are focusing on Americans in this one. So we wanted to bring them to the Amalfi Coast and put them in one of the most beautiful coastlines in the world that truly demands your presence and is awe-inspiring to show them the sweetness of doing nothing. Now, we obviously didn't do nothing, but that was the intention. So you had on one side of it, the business, the legacy, the roots, and then in Amalfi, they had time to reflect on what they learned in in Florence and to take uh, some lessons away. So that's what we wanted to share with you today.
0: All right, let's do this. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to do um, three takeaways each. Mm. So that is your first takeaway. I'm going to give you my takeaway. And these are going to be in no particular order and we have not prepared this. So we don't know exactly what the other one is going to say. So- It's for, like a game show. It's like a game show. So for me, the you know there are moments, uh, it's going to be a bit different, I'm sure, as an attendee. Not attendee. As a host. As a host, thank you. I forgot the word. It's going to be different as a host. So- um on one of the nights i'll I'll have the person I won't even reveal their gender. I'll have the person remain anonymous on one of the nights um one of the uh one of the attendees came over to me, and you know I had mentioned um who was speaking that night, and uh they were like, Oh, okay, cool. and then, right before the speaker came out, I noticed and I'm using different pronoun. you you I'm know using, you
1: can mention the speaker, right.
0: I can mention the speaker, but I can't, I don't want to That's mention fine. the person.
1: That's fine. But you I'm having,
0: m- I'm having trouble. Okay, n- I'm not, I'm having trouble not saying he or she. I have to say it she. doesn't matter. I have to say she. Who cares? Okay. I care. I'm, Just
1: don't say her name. I don't even think she cares. It doesn't matter. Go. Ready? One, two, three, go.
0: Okay. Um, so David
1: have, Bach walked out. David have, Bach, if you don't know, is the author of The Latte Factor, Smart Women Finish Rich, whatever. Uh, he's been on Oprah 600 million times. What else?
0: Uh, 10 times New York best-selling uh, writer. So um, that night I had mentioned to her that David's gonna be speaking and she's like, okay, cool. And then I noticed um, when we got, we were on the, uh, we were on a, a rooftop terrace overlooking Florence uh, where we had the speakers. And I noticed that she was like behaving a little differently for her. And I was like, what, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And I was like, why? She said, because David Bach is here. And I'm like, I told you that earlier. She goes, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't connect the dots until I saw the book in his hands. I didn't connect the dots. And I'm like, why does that matter? And she said, you don't understand. I was in a really dark place in my life when I read his book. And after reading his book, everything changed for me. I, um, I uh, opened some businesses. I changed my marriage. I changed my... Uh, financial life, and I never looked back. And it was the moment for me where I was at my lowest and it was the thing that got me out of it. So as a host, when you put things together, you're always hoping that magic happens, but you never know what the magic is going to be. So when he got a chance to meet her and she shared that story with him, they both... Um, changed. Oh, they both were, um what's the word I'm looking for? They both were affected yeah. by each other's story. So it was beautiful to see my friend David and my friend who remained nameless connect in that way. So for me as a host, that was a magical experience. What's your next one?
1: I think for me, you know, I remember... I got emotional on the first night. So on the very first night, everybody met for an aperitivo, a little a little glass of champagne watching the sunset. And then we walked down to this church, this really kind of unassuming church. And we had created an experience where we hired some actors to play Amerigo Vespucci and his cousin, Simonetta Vespucci, who is actually... Uh, Botticelli. If you know, there's a very famous Botticelli painting called The Venus, where there's a a naked woman with carefully placed hair in a um, like a scallop shell or something like that. And she, uh, Simonetta, is the real Venus. She was the muse for the artist Botticelli, and so we hired some actors to play these roles in the church because they are both buried in the church. She was his muse. She died young. He wanted to be buried with her because that's who he painted all the time. Why is this important? It was important to me because one, we we want to drip the history in, but we don't want to bore people. And history, if you just walk around Florence, you see a gazillion guides with a, with a flag high in the sky, droning on about this or that and all of the things. And... We don't do that. For us in this moment history came to life. I learned that America is named after an Italian explorer, Amerigo Vespucci, which I did not know. And Christopher Columbus is the one we all know, but he thought America was India. He didn't he didn't he thought it was he didn't think it was a new land. He thought it was India where Amerigo Vespucci was like no this is new. And so we brought history to life in this Experience where we were in the courtyard, watching Venus dance around, and then we went into the church and After when we talked to our our um, attendees about it, you know when you do things like this, this was very out of the box. this was very unique. We had never done anything like this type of production before. You just hope that it landed and that it wasn't like you just wasted an hour of my time <laughs> like and we're opening the event with this. Like that was that was kind of, you know, iffy for me. But then when we went in after and we sat down to this incredible dinner with lots of our other friends from Florence and I was just listening to people talking about how impactful it was and different parts of that experience, that performance, I should say, was so emotional for them for different reasons. It tapped in maybe to their faith or it tapped into the legacy or it tapped into, there was one part where they were talking about um, a stigmata where something is coming down from the sky and you're. it can't just, you. Can, it's like an idea that can't just go in your head, but it has to go into your heart. And I know a couple of people mentioned that and how that moved them. And there was a moment where it got me so, it's getting me emotional now because- I love this, oh my God, look, I'm crying. I love this city so much and they got it. And it felt so good for them to get why we're here and how impactful the history of this one tiny village is. And it, I don't know, this is my home now. And now I'm crying.
0: <laughs> there you go. Look at you. The first cry in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Oh, I think you just broke everybody's eardrum. Not, not only did you make them well, pull over and cry, but you broke their eardrum. But
1: it was just, it if was not If I wasn't
0: all wired up, I'd come there and hug, hug you, honey. But,
1: it was emotional. And it was like, we worked so hard to put this together. And I was so... You know, it could have gone either way.
0: Oh, sure. They could have been like,
1: they could have been like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't and tomorrow I'm not showing up. Yeah. It's really, but, it's really hot here. That's it, all I know. It really, really, everybody got it. And, and it felt so good to share that with them. And so there you go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, okay. was, I, that was good. That, that was, was <laughs> that was your second one. Let me see what you're gonna do for your third. Um, so that, that was
1: my first. Oh no, that, that was,
0: was your second. Uh, my second one would be um, when we went over to. You know what? This this one sounds uh, a little bit crazy, and you wouldn't think. Like you think like, why, why did this matter? I don't know, but it did. Um, we rented the first class car of the train, Train Italia uh, here in Florence. And we went from Florence to- um, Naples. To uh, Naples. And I have never done transportation by train with a group before. And so there's a lot of moving parts as, as you can imagine, because we're checking out of a hotel. We've got to get all the bags. We got to get to the train station. I got to get all the bags onto the train. Then we got to get off the train and then we got to get onto a boat. And then we got to get off the boat when we get to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was really, really concerned about all of those moving parts. And, you know, we, we rehearse things and we plan things, but you never know what the hell's going to happen. You know, there's always something that you hadn't thought of. This was flawless. And, um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is when we went into the train, everybody just like dropped in. They just sat and, um, uh, you know, with these these trains, you have two seats that are facing two seats. And so it, you know, it created these little sort of like mini uh, mastermindy sessions. And it was a three and a half hour ride, which felt like 10 minutes. And we had um, ordered uh, some food, and we picked it up, and we brought it uh, to the train. And watching everybody in the group uh, look at, you know, sort of like the hills of Tuscany go by them on their way to the coast of uh, of Naples. Um, and just enjoying you know, the coffee service and enjoying their time with each other and listening to the, uh, the conversations, both as a host was incredibly satisfying. And um, for the attendees, it was really fun to watch them just enjoy that experience.
1: Yeah, that was a really great experience uh, as well.
0: All uh, right, number three for you.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Okay. Number three for me is interesting because during these experiences, Sophia is not necessarily in attendance, but she may be seen here and there with a babysitter. We always bring in someone like a nanny to watch her and all of that. But often conversation is provoked about traveling with kids and sometimes... People have kids, some people don't have kids, some people have them but haven't traveled with them. And we get a lot, we've traveled extensively with Sophia, so we get a lot of questions about that. And I'm very passionate about the importance of showing kids the world when they're little. You know, people will say, oh, don't do it until they're older, they won't remember it. It's not about remembering it. It's about it imprinting on who they are in the same way that when they go to kindergarten and they're two, like no one goes, don't send them to kindergarten when they're two because they're not going to remember it or whatever, or preschool or whatever it is. Like it imprints on who they are, who they're around imprints on who they are. And the world will imprint on your child if you travel with them. They will learn how to say a few words in a new language. They will taste new foods. They will play with kids that don't speak their language. And I think it's really important in this global world where there's so much fighting and um, discrimination and cultural clashing that you make it a point in your family to not only expose the kids to other cultures, but to immerse them in it. And so we had lots of conversations about traveling. And whenever we do these experiences, and there are people that have children that haven't traveled with them, they're always like, you know what? I really need to do this with my kids. I really need to do this with my kids. And then last night, it came full circle for me. One of our very first attendees, I remember, Rob, you will remember where we were. We were in the French Riviera. We were in. The water. We are all um, with a glass of rose in our hand, hanging out in the French Riviera, in the water, in the sea, talking. And our um, two of our attendees, husband and wife, said we are committed to to doing this. They got emotional about it, and they said, "My kids need to experience other countries. My kids need to do this." And last night, I got a message from that couple that they're bringing their family to Florence, all their kids. They have like three kids. They're, they they booked the trip and they're doing it. And so for me, the conversations we had in Amalfi, the new conversations about, we really need to expose our kids to this. We When we have kids, we really wanna do this with them. And we really wanna show them the world isn't just lip service. It came full circle from our first event uh, just last night. And so for me, that getting that next generation integrated into global culture and travel, I think is literally how you change the world. And so that is my share.
0: That's great. And the last one is, we'll wrap with this. It is uh, the collaborative effects of what happens at these events. So there were two things that were really interesting to me. One of them is, um, by the way, welcome to Italy with the sounds that's what, listen, listen.
1: <laughs> if you can hear it, it's, if an, can, am, it's if you, an ambulance. If you cannot identify it, it's an ambulance. We
0: live next to a hospital, if you haven't noticed um, or haven't heard. Uh, two things. One is it's, it's very easy to look at somebody's success So one of the speakers um, that we had has had incredible financial success. Like the kind where if I mentioned the financial success he had, you'd look at me and go like, he got how much? Like that kind of thing. And he was so interested and so curious at how our group does what it is that they do. And our group probably had a fraction of his net worth, but he was fascinated, like, like not like just in an inquisitive way, like in a I need help kind of way. I love that um, how, you know, just because you're dominant in one area doesn't mean you're dominant in every area and the speakers can learn from the attendees and the attendees can learn from each other, et cetera. The reverse of that is on our last night, we did this magical dinner that I, I can't even be, begin to describe what this table looked like overlooking um, the Amalfi Coast. Like it was just, mag- it was out of a movie. I literally
1: pulled the picture of it and said to our event coordinator, can you make this happen? And it was exact. It and, was, and it was breathtaking. It was better than I anticipated.
0: It was it was truly, truly magical. But on that night, um, we, did, um, we did some questions. We were asking, uh, actually, no, sorry. On that, we did questions. But one of the things that I asked the group is, um, do you have an ask for anybody at this table? And even people at this high level, as proactive as they are, Sometimes they just don't want to ask, you know. Like you're busy, I'm busy, and I don't want to ask. And so it was a bit of a gamble for me to ask that question because I didn't know one if they would just ask if they wanted to, or two, would they not want to ask. So I just asked the question about asking. And it's a lot of asks, a lot of a lot of meta there. And they did. And it was very interesting to see the kind of asks that were being asked, and. You would look at one person who was asking the other person, Hey, how do you do X, Y, and Z? And I'm looking, going like, My God, you are so incredibly successful. I can't believe that you're actually asking that question. I understand. I understand. That the answer to that question is super valuable. But I didn't think you were struggling with that problem.
1: Because you think high performers have it all they have handled, the answer to everything. But they don't. They, they have don't. the h- answer to their lane. But when you put people from other different types of business, you know, here's the thing. It, when you were a chiropractor, mm. we would go to these events with a bunch of chiropractors. That was it. So you guys talked about chiropractic shit. But if you went with people that are in all different areas of business you would have elevated and grown so much more because you would have completely unique and different ideas and questions and um, inspirations and collaborations. Yep. And I think that that's the point of this. You know, that's why we, that's why these events work or these types of experiences work because they, they're they collaborative like that, you know, yep. Yep. with different people across all different uh, I don't want to say genres, but genre,
0: genre, genre. Um, well, listen, I, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. But the, I want to tell you this: um, our next event for people that are listening, uh, for people <laughs> people that are <love> listening, for <laughs> people that are interested, um, our next <laughs> event is going to be to the Swiss Alps, San Moritz, uh, and that will be on February. 21st. So if you are interested in joining us, we are only taking five couples. That's it. So um, if you are interested in coming, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com. Uh, well, you know, don't That's even- That's
1: that. Just do that and- Just, just go there and uh, you'll you'll find, you'll, you'll
0: find the application on there. Because uh, I, if I say slash, it's like nobody's remembering. What are you waving your hands at me I,
1: for? You t- just talk too much. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know how much you like that.
0: Have a great day, everybody. Watch
1: watch the trigger.
0: And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or